The heroes delve deeper into Gauntlight, but are repelled by a ravenous beast intent on consuming their vital essence. The illusion of safety provided by Otari is shattered when the true purpose of the tower is revealed. Hey everybody, it's time for Roll for Intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and with me tonight we've got Jake, Todd, Raymond, Trevor, Matt Micah, Mercer, Micah, Jesus, Clorox disinfects wipes. You know, it's the the gang you is all what? here. I I did Special it for a reason. Special guest Levar Burton. <laughs> I did it this time for a reason. Well, and guest starring guy. as Tobin will be Matthew Mercer. We got him. Finally, some talent. We uh, I'm told we actually have a new cast member. A new challenger approaches. If you wanted to kick me out, you could have told me off the stream, guys. Well, this is the first of nine episodes. It's a transition. It's, Unfortunately, it's you're, slow. you're liked by whatever fan base we do have. So we, instead of cutting you, we just have decided to Gross. add. We just have to slowly minimize your input over the next 15 episodes yeah. until mm-hmm. nobody even cares that you're gone. Todd I tried think... to take me out physically and just kept going back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Joe. Tell us a little about yourself. This is our new cast member, Joe. He's going to be joining tonight as a new character. He is highly anticipated by the rest of the cast. He's been working with us behind the scenes on the podcast pretty much since the beginning. He's been around. He's not just some fly-by-night carpetbagger joining our show to take away somebody's job. We, we held a raffle among all the people who have been listening to the podcast up until this point, and he happened to win. So, you know, good job. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. There were like five of us. He paid a $5,000 raffle ticket. Yeah. So He's well, got franchise in, in, rights now. Yeah. In, in, in words of modern day warrior poet, um, Peter Townsend, um, who are you? Hmm. Who, 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 who? God. It's got, it's got well deep unexpectedly. Well put. Um, I am a uh, access and audit analyst, and I live in West Virginia. West by, by God, God, Virginia. Virginia. West by God. That's right. Mountain Mama. I'm going to pretend like I know what you do for work. See, he's told me like 18 times. And so he's like, what does he do? I'm like, I don't know. So like, you know how you can do some stuff in an application and other people can do other stuff? That's a weird way to say that you, you're a traveling goat caster. <laughs> right? I'm one of those people that turns stuff on and off. I basically flip switches for a living. <laughs> so you do Q, QA, like software QA? Uh. Sort of. I don't Joe, do, do as much evaluation. Do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just show up every day. And, uh, yeah, I, I just kind it's, of. I, it's a combination of like security assessment and uh, just turning switches. That's all I do. This reminds me of Dinner for Schmucks. I don't know if you've seen it with Jermaine Clement and Steve Carell when and Paul Rudd and he goes. I think you're a stockbroker. He goes, not even close to being a stockbroker. He's like, I'm going to call you stockbroker, Tim. That's what I'm going to call you, stockbroker, Joe. That's what you are from here on out. You're a stockbroker. You do what something you I don't understand. Yep, I work with computers. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Axis analyst, the fuck? <laughs> That's cool. Ray does something with computers, too. He doesn't know what he's doing. Nice. No clue. 
Hey, as long as you shred, that's all that matters. Hey, you yeah, know, right. I recently applied for an IT job, and I said exactly that, so fingers crossed. Yeah, you'll get it. I promise you. I live today, literally, on site with my client. He goes, oh, I fixed something. And he goes, what'd you do? I was like, I have no clue. It just started working. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just pretending until something works, and then I take the credit for it. They hire literally anybody <laughs> for Raymond IT make work. adult, man. Literally anybody. I'm just, I'm just like two a- children stacked on top of each other with the trench coat. Well, why don't you have a job yet, Micah? Micah does have a job. I do technically have a job. Oh, I'm so glad. I love yeah. it. Micah works at one of the fucking bougiest bars in his goddamn neighborhood. He was telling me that the fucking Philly cheesesteak there is 45 fucking smackers. No. Is what? <laughs> this is, okay, I work at a I work at a restaurant. Raymond, you know Detroit's reputation, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Outside of Detroit, like the suburbs around Detroit, ridiculously wealthy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, right now I'm living with relatives outside of Detroit and uh, I work at a very bougie bar. And yeah, Philly cheesesteak, $45. That's Burger, insane. $25. And these psychopaths keep ordering it cooked well done. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? Get these people. You're supposed to ask them politely yet firmly to leave. I need you to get me your uh, alcohol list at some point so I can see what kind right. of beer, you, what kind of, what kind of scotch you got. <laughs> I could look into that for you, Trevor. If you actually, I would want love that. to know. Yeah, sure. Give me a reason to come visit you. Slowly over the course of dating Cammy, I've gotten her meat cooked like less and less. And Whoa. when, I, when we get this is family <laughs> we go out somewhere there, right? and she'll be like, "I want to get." No, I find out that uh, Cammy's got the meat. <laughs> We're earning that explicit uh-huh. tag this week. Exactly. There's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of billium in Ray's life. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's drawn from. But yeah, we we went to a, a nice steakhouse one time, and she I I had went to the bathroom, and the waiter came, and she's like, "Don't tell him." but I'd like it well done. And as I was walking back from the bathroom, he walked up to me. He's like, she asked for it well done and I'm, I'm not going to bring it well done. I was like, thank God. It was like a <laughs> nice steakhouse. It was super nice. And she's like, I, I didn't get it well done. I was like, I know what you fucking did. She pulls out a bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch from her purse and sprays <laughs> oh it all God. over it. <laughs> I'll have the prime New York and she will have a Kingsford briquette, please. <laughs> <laughs> she will have chicken tenders and fries because she can have yeah. trust with anything else. The first time I went out with her, she was mac and cheese and corn dogs. You don't know. She has yet to earn <laughs> steak privileges back. Yeah. The first time I went out with her, I was like, what, do you, what kind of steak do you like? She's like, I like filet mignon. Well done. And I said, nope. Try nope. again. Try again. When she got her steak, did she ask for a bottle of ketchup? <laughs> no. She asked for a one sauce. Oh, she did ask for a one sauce. Oh, yeah. Almost as bad. <laughs> Did you clarify? Did you mean correctly done? Because that's not well done. <laughs> uh, done well. Hey, can, can somebody uh, fill some uh, uh, somebody that is me in the loop on why A1 is almost as bad as ketchup? Uh, if you A1 have to acceptable. ask, you'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. I fucking Wow, guess. a Rugrats throwback. Okay. That was. Good job. <laughs> so, so it's just a really powerful flavor, right? And it effectively destroys any like flavor, flavor that the steak the, yeah. had, right? So it's an overpowering thing. Like if I'm at a steakhouse and I get a steak and it's really shitty, right? Like if I go to fucking Golden Corral and they bring me a steak, right? And I don't know why they'd be bringing me a steak. I guess I haven't been to Golden Corral in a decade, but last time I went to a, a Golden Corral, I saw somebody throw up on the floor in front of the place. I'm like, never again. Well, it's probably from the food. Yeah, I went no, to the, the saddest restaurant in the world. It was a Ponderosa in South Point, Ohio. 
And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, they've got steak here. Yeah, sure, I'll get a steak. That'll be great, right? I remember loving this place as a kid because they got mac and cheese and french fries at the same restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we got, I got my steak, and it was just like the saddest, just wettest, grayest piece of meat. And, I like, I put A1 on it. And, like, it, in my mind, like, if I put A1 on a steak, there's something – slightly wrong with the steak because it overpowers whatever flavor is there <laughs> it's masking yeah yeah I, correct me if i'm wrong is it horseradish in a1 no i don't it's know not, but okay. it was no. developed in the middle of the american civil war which yeah. i yeah, love sounds because about right. it's like sounds i just right. i just saw i just saw the meme where it was like in the yeah. middle of the civil war it's like we need some fucking steak sauce is what we need <laughs> it's like all this food is terrible we need something salty to throw out it to make it better we need something that tastes the way nail polish smells <laughs> these peaches are terrible can i have some a1 <laughs> <laughs> this is when salt cost how probably a lot like yeah, two dollars which that, is a year's wage back then they, they, yeah. fi- they fixed that by 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 uh, uh ringing anchovies into a bottle well and yeah so that's Lee and parents man yeah. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think that's great. But it's not for steak. No. No. <laughs> it's not for no. good steak. Well, I mean, you no, can marinate not. some things in that, but I wouldn't marinate a steak. Ugh. No. I would uh, if if somebody gave me a steak that I felt like I needed a one for, I would physically turn it away. Maybe like what's it called? Hanger steak? Hanger right? steak. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. Like, I might do that with a little bit of LNP and, like, other stuff. But Sorry, this has turned into cooking. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you don't need to apologize. It never goes where it needs to go. Yeah, sorry. I, I wanted to comment, look but at- then it was just a bunch of grown men talking about their meat. <laughs> I was going to say, look at Todd's shirt. Come on, guys. It's the he's same so shirt he's clean. worn for every recording for the last recording. three months. I really wish I could smell it because I have a feeling I know what it smells like. I feel like <laughs> Todd does enough laundry. Steak? <laughs> it says I smoke meat and I know things just so we're clear it yeah. didn't say he did laundry <laughs> also exactly. as of the time of this recording on our website that's rollforintent.com the bio picture for Todd is was that a rack of ribs is that what's on there it's nope nope no. that is uh, those are beef ribs beef ribs yeah what yep that's that's the Flintstones cut that I smoked first time it was fun definitely not part of the human that I caught. No, no. no those, <laughs> those ribs are way smaller. I picked my teeth with those. <laughs> I'm very big. <laughs> well, guys, big night. I feel like I've been waiting a month for this. Right. We almost have, right? We, <laughs> we, rec- we were trying to record two nights ago and I had some rage inducing technical difficulties due to a new laptop that I hadn't set up completely. Put a and, loop back. Uh, we'll fucking was, turn off. Oh my god, I was so angry. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're fucked. We're dead in the water. We're just <laughs> absolutely fucked until I get this fixed. Fuck shit. The best part was Jake was fuck. taking screenshots of Trevor's angry face and posting them in our Discord. <laughs> those, those are going to be emojis in the Discord someday. They're too probably, probably. They're great. Every now and again, my Zoom will just like lag out, or somebody else's will. I don't know on what end it happens, but your face will freeze one or, or multiple of you, and I always oh, take. You know what? Screw my Tove, and I'm rocking my face, my yeah. confused about the world face that you keep posting. <laughs> That's the that's the look of world the world passing you by, Todd. Oh yeah, isn't isn't there an Italian picture of me somewhere? (laughs) I'd be fine with that. I'm I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. (laughs) Like this. (laughs) Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM Trevor here. 
It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked you all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. <laughs> All right. Last week, some cool stuff happened. Uh, you guys went down into a basement, um, and against Solus's better judgment, Tovin decided to blunder in towards a sentient piece of beef jerky that latched, latched itself to his leg, uh, drained him, and then did the same thing to Solus. They ran out, went back to town. Fun, fun stuff. I, I could visibly see the rage on on Micah's face while we were recording that. It was hilarious. <laughs> he apologized after the recording for how intense he got with that. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys make it back to town, and uh, pretty much everybody has a bit of a heart-to-heart with somebody in town. Tovin finds out that the woman that found him when he escaped from the shadow plane to the material plane is none other than Rinsevixi. Solus got an interesting relic, a town relic from the mayor, a vial of Acephina Menheme's tears. Yosef was visited by something. We're not sure quite what, but it seems important, and it and he gave him something. It's not really clear what it gave him yet, but maybe we'll find out tonight. So this was early in the morning. When he was speaking to this thing, he heard the signal sirens and the bells ring out from the town guard as a giant blazing greenish yellow beam of light shot to the northwestern portion of town from the fog fen. Let's take a little step back, rewind the clock about 30 minutes or so, go into the residence of one William Thwump. He's a bit of an early riser has been for most of his life and he's uh, sitting in front of the fire burnishing his war flail getting the the bits of blood and, and, and viscera off of it from the previous night and he sits there and he looks up above the fireplace and another flail that he noticed the night looked at the night before coming in and he remembers the first time he really noticed it and he thinks back Bill sat on the floor in front of a crackling fire. A savory, comforting odor of coney stew wafting through the air. A cauldron sat on the hearth, its contents bubbling up to the rim every so often, daring to cascade over the edge. His mother would come, raise it, lower it, stoke the fire, move the logs. A delicate dance learned through experience in the kitchen of a great house, cooking for lords and dignitaries, but that was a lifetime ago. He was playing with soldiers, toy soldiers, 
A trio of crude green figures squared off against a trio of finely carved black figurines. A crossed hammer and sword in crimson in the center of their chest. The black figures always won. The good guys always won. Grandpa was a good guy. There was a distant call through an open window. Billiam! I can use a hand with these carrots! William's father was a harsh but fair hobgoblin. Short amongst his kin, though broad and strong. He worked the land, eking out a meager yet honest existence selling root vegetables in the local village. He never felt the call of battle. There was no thrill in combat, only pain and death. He busied himself with cultivating new life, watching it grow and feeding the community. That was always enough for him. Billiam, though, he was worlds away in a land where good always triumphs over evil. Battle was where the scales of justice were weighed with equal measure and right made might. He didn't care for scrabbling in the dirt for food. He dreamed of heroism, of glory, of stories told long after his passing to his children's children, of when their grandfather stared death in the face and laughed. The voice, now closer. Billiam, I told you to come out here. I need a... The boy snapped out of his trance. Not at the sound of his father's voice, but at the sound of horses slowing to a canter and then stopping in front of the house. His father's words were cut short by men laughing and shouting, cheerful words of camaraderie and friendship. Oh, we didn't expect you back so soon, Walter. Welcome. An unfamiliar voice shouted. The old goat didn't want to go. He got at least eight by himself, but his leg's in a bad way. He needs rest. Another voice, tired and haggard. This one filling Billiam with excitement. You all worry too much. It's just a scratch. A night's rest and I'll be right as rain. A heavy thud and a clank of armor as they dismounted their horses. Billiam stood and bolted to the door in time for it to swing open, narrowly missing his face. Two giant men held the shoulders of an even larger hobgoblin all of them wearing gleaming armor emblazoned with a crimson hammer and sword. The hobgoblin's greaves were torn like paper. Something had ruined his left leg. He held a massive flail loosely in his right hand. The large hobgoblin saw Billiam and wrenched free his comrades, standing up to his full height, putting far too much weight on the mangled leg. He fell to one knee, still towering a full two feet over Billiam. He looked down at him, Always give as good as you get, boy. Billiam saw the growing pool of blood at his feet. The large hobgoblin fell to the floor. The flail he was holding dropped as he fell. The clatter of the chain nearly drowning out the screams of Billiam's mother convinced she was watching her father die before her eyes. A flurry of activity as Billiam was rushed to his bed by his father. Say here, do nothing, say nothing. Don't look if you're afraid, son. His father then rushed to a cabinet full of medicinal herbs and poultices, and it seemed like the world sped on without Billiam as he desperately tried to shut himself away from the screaming and shuffling activity around him. He woke the next morning. His grandfather sat motionless in a chair by the fire, a bandaged bloody leg elevated in front of him on a stool. Billiam looked at him intently, looking for a sign of life. The crackle of the fire made it impossible to hear him, but he watched his chest rise rhythmically, slowly, his thin lips quivering slightly as air passed between them. William looked a little bit longer. His grandfather had been shaped by a life of battle. 
He was missing two fingers on his right hand. His left eye socket was sewn shut. From the crown of his head down to the left side of his jaw was completely smooth from where he narrowly missed a mortal axe wound. Billiam remembered fondly the stories his mother told of his grandfather, how he got her safely out of Nirmathas. He fought off the invaders and brought them to Molthoon. How his grandmother lost her life protecting her daughter from the vile undead that prowled the borders of the Gravelands. How that night his father tore hundreds of ghouls limb from limb as recompense for the loss of his wife. He inched towards the fire, his grandfather's weapon laying on the hearth. He reached out to touch it. The black wood of the handle, nearly as long as he was tall, was covered in hundreds of scratches, even regular scratches, some with edges still sharp, others worn nearly smooth by use. Gripped it tightly. There was a tingle and a rush in his breast. He felt his blood pumping hot and fast through his veins. He closed his eyes and saw himself in the heat of battle, swinging this great flail through crowds of enemies, their shields shattering and bones breaking by the score. He begins to pick it up. The chains rattled against the stone. That's not a toy. Startled from his trance, Billiam let loose of the handle and whipped around to see his grandfather had opened his eyes. His voice was deep and raspy. I know, Grandpa. How are you feeling? Better than those bandits, he chuckled a bit. I'll be fine in time. He shifted his weight to face Billiam. Did you know she's got a name? Who, Grandpa? He nodded towards the weapon. That lovely lady you just put your hands on. Her name is Halandra. The legend goes your great-great-great-grandfather stole it from a demon named Senchol. It was used to pound the bones of the condemned into powder before burning them to ash. It seethes with an abyssal fire and draws strength from those who have the rage and the will to control it. Well, uh, how do you learn the rage? William's gaze returned to the weapon, his hand reaching for it again. It's not something you can teach, it's just something you have. Skipped your mother, but maybe you have it, boy. Walter's eyes lit up as he saw Billiam reach again for the weapon. Go ahead. See if you can lift it. Billiam grabbed the handle tightly. He felt it again in his chest like a dam about to burst. He dug deep and summoned all the strength he could muster and lifted it. He could do anything. He could bring justice. He could right wrongs. He could defeat his enemies. He could protect his family. And all he has to do is kill and kill and kill and kill and kill and kill and kill. His eyes darkened, and he advanced on his grandfather in the chair, raising the flail to strike. But the elder hobgoblin was still far stronger than his enraged grandson. He wrenched it from his hand, and William's face softened as he realized what he'd done. The rage and the will to control it. William snaps back to his home, sitting in front of the fire. And he hears it too. The signal blasts, the ringing of bells. He sees the light shine through the curtains and looks up at the weapon above the hearth. What do you do, Billiam? I walk up to it. Grab it. Hold it with two hands. Stare at it. Place my current war flail that I have on the mantle. Take this one with me. Step out the door. Excellent. 
Billiam, I'm assuming, are you going to head towards wherever that light is shining? I think I would head towards the... Micah, where are you staying again? At the Rowdy Rockfish? Micah's at Crow's Cask. Crow's, Crow's Cask. Okay, yes. so I would head yep. towards Crow's Cask Yes. Um, to meet up with Solus uh, in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's where I would head. It's very early. It's like just the licks of sun are coming over the, you know, okay. just little bits of sun are, are coming over the horizon. Okay. I'd probably peruse around town first, see if I see anybody out and about. And As you do that, you see guards, every available guard, able-bodied people running towards the graveyard. You even see Cal Rajani, Cal Naj- yeah, Najani, the, um, the blacksmith running as well. Can I attempt? Can I stop one of the guards while in while they're running? What's go? What's going on? What's happening? Something. I don't know what it is. Or something. Something happening. Something from the gauntlet. It's something's happening in the cemetery. And and you start hearing, um, you start hearing loud screams coming from the cemetery, and and moans. And you look towards the um. So the cemetery is up above a cliff, right? And the Dawnflower Library is below it. And you start seeing bodies falling off the cliff. You see about seven or eight bodies just come off the cliff. And they hit the ground, and they stand up, and they start shuffling towards the town. And there's guards running, and they're cutting these things down as they stand. I remember, Billy would remember, I remember, I think, the day before yesterday, Solus wanted to go to the cemetery. So I'm going to go and wake up Solus, is what I'm going to do, and be like wake up <laughs> all right so time, yeah so I make we're going to we're gonna shift perspective over to solace okay solace i imagine you're an early riser as well being yes. a being yep. a pal and you wake up you have yep. to do your early daily preparations and whatnot yep. before you yep. go down uh by the way am i still a uh, drained one no okay you get a Good. full night's arrest and your drain condition goes away okay um and you you hear Bing, 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 and you start hearing people yelling and shouting and you hear crowds of people yelling and, and I, running in footsteps. I look to the window. What do I see from where I am? You see the beam of light and the beam of light shines for only about 15 seconds before going out. Okay. I, yeah, I don my armor, grab my sword and shield and I head off quickly. I'll say that as you get out, um, you meet Billiam about, you know, halfway between where you two live. Mr. Thwomp, did you see that? Yeah, I was just coming to get you. Is everybody? There's bodies, and they're turning into to zombies. And that's... Is that in the direction of the graveyard? Yes, that's, that's why I was coming to get you. You wanted to go to the graveyard, and now that's where it's going. Damn it. We'll get the others, then. All right, we're going to cut away. Tovin, where are you tonight? You sleeping in some gutter? <laughs> yeah, no, I was sleeping just to the south uh, by the river. Okay. South side of town. So you would probably be awoken even by the light hitting your eyes. You know, the, the brightness of the speed. You'd probably be already awake anyway because you have to do your daily preparations as well. Oh, so yeah, you're probably yeah. a bit of an early riser. The only one that doesn't have to really do preparations would be Yosef, and he was woke up by something else. You hear the 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 horns and, and the, the bells ringing and stuff, and you see guards running towards the cemetery. What do you do? But I will be scanning over my sacred text while I'm I'm uh, quietly walking around town, um, trying to admire what's left of starlight. And uh, I see all this commotion and quickly snap my book shut, shove it into my my backpack, and uh, follow them. 
to see what's going on. What's, what's, what's the happening? As you follow them, you see lo- roughly the same thing that Billiam saw. You start seeing corpses, well, not necessarily corpses, bodies mm. coming off the top of the cliff, you know, falling, hitting the ground, getting up, trying to shamble towards the town, getting cut down by a couple dozen guards that are, you know, around the base of the cliff. They seem to be making easy work of whatever's happening down there. Okay. But what exactly is happening above that's causing this, right? So there's two ways to get to the cemetery, guys. You can take the winding, circuitous staircase up from the south at the Dawnflower Library, or you can take the loop around north where you have to pass by the standing, the stone circle where all the druids live uh, and come from the north. Any idea which way you guys are going to be attacking this? Uh, Tovin will definitely head up the winding staircase to the south. Okay. Uh, just because it's the closest closest way up there. All I right. Think, I would think the fastest way there would be Billiam's. Uh, take care of Billiam. That, that, that position is almost indefensible. Do I see Tovin going? Is this is the fastest way the same way Tovin's going? Um, They're probably about the same. They're probably oh, about well, then I take other. the long route. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that seems way safe. No. What about um, Billiam and Solas? What, what way are you guys going to take? That, that, that route upwards, that snaking route seems almost indefensible. There's no way we, we'd be sending ducks going up that way. You're right, you're right. Should we get Yosef? If we could along the way, but I suggest we make haste. Is Yosef on our way? Yosef, what are you doing now? Uh, I believe I was just concluding my conversation with a horse. Right, you see, <laughs> you see Mr. Ed um, right, disappears yes. after you hear all this bing, bing, and you turn to look at him and he's gone. Like even the kind of sulfurous smell that was along with him is gone. It's just like nothing ever happened. Okay, I'm still in like my nightgown and, and, and sleeping cap. But you will notice that at the very base of your palm, you know, about a quarter inch across, it looks like there is a burn at the spiral symbol of phrasma. At the base of your palm. Neat. That is you know, strangely comforting after all of this. I'm going to look around. Do I see my spike chain anywhere? It's is... gone. All right. Okay. Um, problematic. Uh, 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 I'll deal with that in a bit. And I'm going to uh, hastily put on my, uh, my, my armor, change out of my sleeping clothes, and go crashing downstairs, probably past Prelda and everybody. Where, where right. are you going? Did you, you hear that? Yosef? I have what, no what? idea. I'm going outside to look. Be, stay be inside. Careful. Lock doors. Be back. Bye. Well, be careful. I'm going to slam the door. Okay, so you see the same thing. You see these bodies falling down from the cliffs, right? You see guards running. Where are you going? Are you going to make your way to the cemetery? Are you going to come from the south or are you going to come from the north? Uh, the I south would... is definitely going to be closer for you based on where you are. Yeah, I would probably just head towards the southern walkway. Okay. Uh, for, by the, the temple. Ooh, this, is gonna be <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. All right. So I guess there would be a bunch of people running away and towards it at the same time. And at some point, I would see Tovin's creepy ass. Yeah, you'd see him kind of blundering I'm still off. naked. Yeah. <laughs> He's, still naked. I, He's wearing a, I was never a, clothed. a thigh length uh, robe. No underwear. 
And he's crab walking. It's got a slit in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's a patient's gown. It's just one of my extra patient's gowns. <laughs> Never bothered to tie the back. I'm rushing up the stairs. Oh, my God. Doug, put on some clothes. Toven and Yosef, you come up the stairs and you see about a half dozen guards are at the top of the stairs. And they have erected a, like a hasty barricade out of shields. Um, and there's another one that's kind of running along the edge. Um, in fact, let me let me pull all you guys to a map, shall we? Whoa! All right, so on the bottom, on the south side of this, uh, you see this kind of snaking boardwalk going up the mountainside, or up the cliff face. And there's about a half dozen guards up there that have made a hasty barricade out of shields, or almost like a, you know, a shitty phalanx. And you know, the undead are hitting their shields and they're just kind of push forcing them off the cliff the best they can. Um, if they kind of come to the west of them, they kind of push them a little bit more forcefully. So they kind of ricochet off the walkway as it comes down. But as you come up, you narrowly miss getting hit by a couple of them coming down towards you. And you feel like if this keeps up much longer, it's probably going to destroy this walkway that oh, you're coming geez. up. Just they're falling undead just bodies the, onto yeah, the Yeah, just crashing onto the wood from, you know, 75 feet up. And you hear as you, you get closer, um, you hear the moaning and, like, fighting. It's raising to a fever pitch. Both of you, on both sides, on the north side, there's a gate and a wall, right? So those of you, Billiam and, and Solus, that are on the north side... There are, you know, three guards there. They have, once again, kind of erected a bit of a barricade, um, and they're trying to kind of shove their swords through the fence and kill whatever gets close enough, right? And they see you guys show up, and they know that, you know, you're working with the mayor and whatnot, and they, uh, you know, offer to let you in at this point, right? Um, so I had, you know... You guys want in? I mean, I don't know what's going on in there, but you seem to know what's up. You guys have been going to the gauntlet, and this something is from the gauntlet. And the same thing kind of happens on the south side. They're like, hey, if you want to go in there, we'll let you in. We'll clear a path a bit so you can get in on the south side as well. So, you know, I would say that you guys get up there within about two minutes of each other. Just at opposite ends. You don't really know that each group is at either end. Because by the time that Tovin and, and Yosef would have been going up the south side, uh, Billiam and Solus probably would have been working their way around the north side and wouldn't have been able to see you coming up the bottom of the cliff. So you kind of have no idea that you are together. The party is split, y'all. I feel like in no small part due to you. That's weird. Maybe. I don't know. So both sets of guards, they offer to let you guys in. And it looks like most of the zombies that have an, an undead skeletons and zombies, um, it doesn't look like there's a huge amount currently. They're kind of dispersed about. Guards have gone in and dispatched quite a few, um, but there are still a few scattered packets. A couple are still seem to be crawling out of the ground. It's like something awakened these corpses, made them undead, and they're clawing out of the ground out of mausoleums. You see Cal Rajani. I can never get Carmen, Carmen Rajani, um, fighting off a few, zo two zombies with this big 
looks like a really epic longsword, just slashing away at him in front of a mausoleum. Uh, on that mausoleum, you see the symbol of Nidal on it. Uh, and Rajani is etched on it, so it looks like it might be his family crypt. Uh, what do you guys do? The guards have offered you a way in. Okay, uh, yes, open it forthwith. I draw my sword and shield. What do you guys do? I'm closely behind him. I'm going to pull out my great axe for now. You guys on the south? Um, I'm going to call to Yosef and, and tell the Ram man, hurry up, we need to get off of this. This, this uh, structure's unstable. I'm going to scurry on all fours up towards, past these guards, and towards the top here, off of this bridge. As both groups of you come in, you see, you know, there's there's not a huge amount of undead left. It looks like the guards have done a pretty good idea, but you do need to investigate what's going on. There are, you know, a bit more than a, probably about a dozen undead things in here, but something else is going on. You both see, you guys from the north look down to the southeast a bit, and you guys on the south look up to the northeast a bit, and you see a mausoleum. There's a small figure. He's hooded on top of a mausoleum. He looks like he's being surrounded. There's uh, several undead coming around him. He makes a sign with his gloved hands. His hooded face is obscured from view, and a pair of blazing balls of energy start to circle his head, and they... Right at a skeleton on his right. It explodes into a shower of bone chips. He makes another sign with his hand like a bow, and he pulls back like he's knocking an arrow, and the pelvis levitates up from the ground and flies into a zombie. As it falls back to the ground, a gout of flame erupts from under the hood, turning the zombie completely to ash. The smoldering remains of the zombie slump to the ground and another one grabs his left foot from up on the mausoleum and begins to yank him down. Almost as soon as it finds purchase on his leg, there's a violent crash you hear. It sounds like waves against the cliffs below. And it signals the eruption of searing tendrils of white energy, luminescent cascading, a violent display of pure force. The zombie is shredded by a surge of unbound power. The mausoleum under him starts to crumble. There is a bit of a crater where this occurred, and the zombie is just shredded to nothing. This this burst of energy that flies up, his hood falls back, and you see a gleaming golden-scaled kobold. What? And I'm going to get everyone, including this new goober, to roll for initiative. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, God, Joe's here. Yeah, oh, there we my go. God. Give me a second. Don't roll for the initiative quite yet. I have to get all of these guys in the tracker. There's so many things. <laughs> There's so many things. This is the biggest combat up to this point. And it's freaking massive. For the season finale of Roll for <laughs> Intent. All right, guys. Start rolling initiative. All right. So tell me what to do. That's a natural 20 for a 26. Nice! Good way to open. You wasted it. Yeah. Right? Natural My 9 for a 17. Crashed. I also what got a 9 hell? for a 17. My dice hey. is just frozen. Wait, why does it say 13? Oh. It came up as 9 for me. It says 12 for me. Trevor, can you see our rolls? Can you see if my roll went I through? can see your... You rolled. You have an 11. <laughs> my, oh. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm back roll, in... Joe? 
Hey, everybody, check the initiative tracker. <laughs> Joe's Goober got a 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, I clicked the initiative. Oh, it said initiative perception. No, I didn't want to give his name. I didn't want anybody to accidentally find out what he was. No, no, so. no, no. Joe's Goober is better. <laughs> it's perfect. I love that. <laughs> it's well, just Goober. That's he'll be the able name. to introduce his actual name, and maybe if he lives through this combat. I see his actual name. I see Tobin V2. <laughs> Who's under Tobin V2? Okay, so my roll went through. I don't need to roll again. No, you're good. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I didn't see any of it. Holy fuck, that's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is big, guys. It's all right. We have a dope fireball caster helping us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all the initiative has been rolled, and we're going to be opening with Solus up at the north. The party is split. What are we going to do? Okay, uh, first things first going to move even closer towards these boys. There we go. 25 feet, just heading down the path. That's my first action for my second action. Going to move even further in. Okay, am I close enough to try to uh, run a undead lore on either of these two things? This zombie sure. or the skeleton? Go right ahead. Pick one. Okay. Uh, the skeleton. I feel like I have a good All idea right. of what to uh, expect from let the zombie. Me get your, let me get your roll here. Are you doing... What's your bonus um, on that? Undead lore. I have a plus four. Cool. This is what's known as a skeleton guard. Okay. It's fairly weak. It's it's a mindless undead. It's just got its claws. I mean, it can't really attack you with anything. It's got no armor. Okay. But it does have the standard resistances you would expect on a skeleton. You know, piercing, okay. slashing. Yeah. And the yeah. like. It's immune to death effects and things like that doesn't appear to be weak to anything though either okay okay you said it's resistant to piercing and slashing yes okay okay all right uh then that will be it for my turn excellent joe um i'm gonna take you off the top of this mausoleum because i'm gonna think that you jumped down off of it after you know it kind of crunched but you're up buddy all right the 30 foot range on electric arc does that also apply to between enemies? Yes. All right, I'm going to zap zombie and then arc into skeleton. Cool. Is that within 30 feet? Uh, yes, it is just within yep, 30 feet. Just within yep. 30 feet. It is wow. just within. If I evaluated that right? Yes, yep, you did. You did. Yep. It's good. Meow. That shouldn't be heightened plus one. Uh, right. It's not going to be heightened. Well, no, a cantrip, a cantrip gets auto heightened. Doesn't matter. Is this cantrip, right? Yeah. It's auto height. So let me go ahead and roll my reflex save here. Oh, man. I got a seven. That's a crit fail, man. That's a crit fail. So I'm going to uh, have to take freaking double damage on that one, I believe, right? Uh oh. It's a 1d4 plus four. I rolled a one, so it's five. Yeah, but it's going to be double damage on this guy because I've crit failed my reflex save. Well, poop. That's pretty bad. And it arcs to this other one who also has to run a reflex save. This one has a bit higher of a reflex save. He looks pretty spry for a dead guy. And I I, I succeeded. So I <laughs> Get him in now, of, Joe. Get I take that ha- half of that damage there. All right. So starting starting out pretty well. Starting out pretty well. Got some, got some damage off. I still have a movement. So I'd like to um, move away. <laughs> Was, is Electric Arc two actions? Yes. All right. I think that's outside of your range increment, though. You just move 30 feet, right? 
Oh yeah, sorry, it's 25 because I'm little. Solus sees this lightning erupt between the two creatures in front of him and wonders, what the heck has wandered in here? All right, so these things kind of suck, let me tell you. They're slow goobers. I can't use reactions. They're just not great. So it's going to start shambling, and it's going to make its way towards you eventually. It got within range of you, but that's all the actions it can take. Yosef, you're up. I am going to... I also can only move 25 feet per range increment. So I'm going to... Can I, like, traverse over this tree, or is that, like, difficult terrain or something? Uh, that's just... that's That tree is up, so you can go uh, past. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to move 25 feet right here. Cool. And now that I'm... Is this the same kind of skeleton that... My girl just rolled. This is a different creature, so let me go ahead and let you guys see this. I got a plus six on my religion, if that's applicable. There we go. This is what you see. Oh, Ooh. horrifying! What? All right. Well, it's like kind of like grayish that. skin, it's an undead Protoss. Yeah, right. Boil on its head, but it looks like a pretty run-of-the-mill zombie. Hmm. Um. Okay. A pretty run-of-the-mill zombie. <laughs> it's got. Well, it's got Howard Hughes toenails. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to reach for my spike chain on my hip, which is not there, and panic slightly. Uh, and in that moment, really, really wish that it was in my hand. And then it appears in my As hand. As you do that, wear the chain wrapped around your hand and dug its way in when that thing was visiting you in the night. The chain kind of flows from your flesh, snaking around your arms, and then flicks out into your hand. Uh, really not used to the way that that feels. And it looks like it's almost connected to that burn. There's like a, a ethereal tether to that burn in your palm. Uh, Yosef looks at his spike chain and thinks to himself, why does it look wet? <laughs> um, I... Uh, that's two actions, and I don't want to approach this thing and let it attack me twice. And just real quick, since the last time we recorded, Jake and I realized that we were ruling the spike chain incorrectly. I think we already talked about that, that last episode. Yeah. See, that's how long it's been since we recorded. I can't even yeah. remember. All right, so you have one more action. You could, like, try to demoralize it or, or something, right? Uh, I certainly could. Uh, yeah, sure. I will, uh, I just want to check what my bonus is on that. That's, uh, from Intimidate? Uh, all right, yeah, let's, uh, give that a roll. I'm going to look at it with this new spike chain that just came out of my arm and smack it against the ground and be like, back to the boneyard with you. Go! Go on, get! Go on, get! All right, go ahead and roll dog. your, uh, demoralize. Ha! Uh, natural six for a ten. Yeah, this thing's undead, so it's immune to mental effects, so it does oh. nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I nervously uh, turn and look back at Tobin <laughs> and be like, uh, I, I don't think I'm doing well. <laughs> How do I reach him? You're doing great. How do I, I, do I, I reach these him. keys? <laughs> <laughs> Tobin's still like puking because he just watched chains with spikes on them extend from your skin. He's like, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm a surgeon. I've seen this before. This is really tingly <laughs> and weird. You saw that, right? <laughs> it's Galarian. Anything's possible. 
now it's this goober's turn up here on the north side right here. I'm pinging him. It's the one that's farthest north. He was whapped with that electric arc earlier. Is that a medical term? Yes. <laughs> Thwapped. Yes. Thwapped. And uh, he is going to let me verify. I'm going to make sure if this guy's got slow or not. I can't ever remember. Nah. Okay. He's going to go up to here and he's going to reach out and try to claw you with like his stumpy claw arms. Okay. And here comes as he rears back. It comes. Oh boy. That's an 18 to hit. I'm going to use reactive shield reaction to raise my shield and that misses. So I deflect it off. Excellent. And that's the end of its turn. All right. We've got another one of these up. He's down here towards the south. And he's going to make his way towards Ratty McRat Rat. And he's going to do the same thing. He's going to try to come down. (laughs) Ratty McRat Rat. Down to the south. South towards. (laughs) South towards uh, Yosef. And he's going to come down at you. Same thing with a claw. Just kind of wait. This one's different. Uh, No, 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 no. That's a natural one. That's a miss. You just kind of shuffle to the side. Misses it's by just... an order of magnitude, right? Oh, what was that? Yeah, it misses... misses by an order of magnitude. Right, like, plus a one automatically one. drops it down one order of success, too. So it's a crit fail. All right, we've got another one of these guys that's up. Where is he? There's so many on this map, guys. So, so many. being surrounded, hurry up, please. <laughs> and this one's going to make its way to here. And that's the end of its turn. Okay. So Joe's goober is currently surrounded. Tovin, you're up, buddy. <laughs> almost flanked. Probably am. No, <clears throat> almost flanked. Not quite flanked. Uh, can I see them from where I am? See what? Uh, Yosef and the. Uh, I would say absolutely. That's like a dead okay. tree, right? Okay, so I can pretty much see around it. Are you gonna uh, moonbeam? <laughs> <laughs> moonbeam. Quit stealing my thunder. Um. No, I'm actually going to, uh, and yeah, I'm actually within range. Um, I'm going to, for one thing, cast uh, guidance on Yosef because he's so close, and that's one action. For my two action, the uh, weird skeleton knight thing that's next to him, uh, I'm going to cast disrupt undead. All right, so I have a fort save on that. Uh, you sure do. DC 18. Okay, let's see what I got. That's an 8, so that's a crit fail. Oh, that's what I like to hear, because if you critically fail, you're also enfeebled. Let's roll the damage real quick. Okay. And I rolled 2 for a 6. And the bone just kind of withers away into dust, and it just falls to the ground, just a pile of bone meal. (laughs) Oh, I've never come across that in my work. Oh, that's the end of Tovin's turn. Excellent. Dead button. No, I'm trying to look for the stupid button that lets me say, oh, you're dead. Also known as the dead button. Right? Dirt button? Dead. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My my headphones are a little off. Billiam, (laughs) you are up. What are you going to do with Pappy's new weapon? 
Well, I didn't pull out Pappy's new weapon yet. It's for special occasions. <laughs> it's people's. Um, but when, when you place me in here, you place me one square away from being within range of anything without having to use all my movement to run. Well, I'll, I'll let you I'll okay. let you move up. Yeah, because okay, you guys walked you. in. I just, like, moved you across no, the threshold. No, I figured, and it's I was, like, doing deal. the math, and I was like, oh, man, I, I, all I could do is walk. <laughs> could you take a charge action? Actually, ooh, wait a minute. He's very far Thank away. you for saying that, because I have sudden charge. So if you dash one, let's see. Yeah, you dash two up to action. your phone swing right stride twice which I'm gonna have to do and at the end of your movement within uh, with a melee rep and at least I get, I get to make two attacks if you enter your movement within melee reach of at least one enemy you can make a melee strike against the enemy so if I have to stride twice to get to here right, you have to do one action to pull out your weapon first though right? I already pulled out my weapon my great axe outside when Solas, did, when did Solas, specifically say yeah, that when Solas drew his sword and shield I pulled my oh, great okay, axe cool. out yeah so I can I would like to use sudden charge Okay, so what you need to do is, is that in range from where you were? Like, you, is that in range to the guy? 50 feet, yeah. So 25, 25 feet movement speed, so I would use two actions to stride up to him, right? Right, but you didn't stride. Uh, yeah, that was in range. Okay, yes, and now you can make your attack. Right, so with, sudden, with sudden charge, I believe I get to make two attacks. My, so my third action would be my attack, and then using sudden charge would be another attack, correct? How many actions no, 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 is sudden no, no, no. charge? Sudden charge is a two action. It lets you move twice and then hit at the end of the charge. Right. So it allows you to use two actions to run and hit. Right. Strike so, twice. Right. If you end within range, you can make a strike. So then I can strike, and then for my third action, I can then strike exactly. again. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. So that's what I. That's. I got my great axe out, and I'm running in, and I just Bless feel you. this this burst of. I got my 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 shoes with flames on them, and I'm like, oh, pick up a little <laughs> bit more speed, and I get right, and I, st- I sort of stop right up to him, and as I'm stopping, my momentum is going forward, and I take a huge swing at him with the great axe for the first, and that is a two for a ten. <laughs> uh, that is a mess. Heelys out of the way. But, yeah, but <laughs> I'm gonna go one more time. Uh, right, for my remember last. to take your map. Yes, penalty. I did. I only did plus three. And that is a 6 for a 12. Wait, no, that 9 is, for a 12. 9 for a 12. That is also a mess. I'm so sorry. I was sorry. running so fast. I was, I was, you know, off balance. So just as a, as a side, that action is something that's called a flourish action. And it's also called an open action. So the cool thing about those is, with, well, maybe not cool thing. You can only do one flourish action in a turn because it requires extra exertion. And an open action has to be done before you make any other attack. So, like, you can't attack and then do a sudden charge because it's a, an open action. It has to be your opening attack. So, there's your little rules tidbit gotcha. for the future. All right. We got this guy that's way back here. Thanks. That's going to yeah. start to come down to the Yosef party. Uh, he can get this far. And that's the end of his turn. We got another Zoom Boonie somewhere. This is the first one that got smacked with the electric arc. And he's going to come join this party up here. But that's the end of his turn as well, because they only get two actions. We have this one, this first one that Yosef tried to run at. It's going to take a step up. And it is going to just attack with its fists. No, it's going to yeah, it's going to attack with its fists at Yosef. It's just going to come down on you, and that's a 24 to hit. 
Uh, yeah, that hits. Alright. Let's see how much damage you get out of that. Six points. Accurate zombie. Six points of bludgeoning. I didn't like that at all. This is the last creature. And he can't do a whole lot either. He is going to make his way towards Toven. And that's the end of round one. I need a nap. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well... Let, let, let's hope that this next round is going to be easier for you. No, this this feels so much more streamlined than one yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Remember wow. the sawmill fight? <laughs> Don't yeah. remind me of the I blacked out fight. for four sessions. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> channel negative, channel negative, channel <laughs> negative, channel <laughs> negative. So All right, Solus, you're up, right. buddy. Uh, so this uh, skeleton to my bottom right, I'm going to attack with my... Long sword, the longest. Yep, swinging out. That is a natural one. Oh my god! All right. Yikes! Shit. Okay. Uh, attack number two. That's a sixteen. That's that a is hit, a hit, buddy. Yep, that is a hit. That is a hit. Okay. Now rolling for damage. That's max damage for a twelve. Yeah. Nice. Describe your kill, buddy. Okay. Uh. So really wasting no flourishes after my initial miss i'm feeling kind of flustered i bring the sword back around cleave it right through the middle sending the bones scattering across the graveyard nice and you have one more action available buddy uh yeah i do now i'm just going to step over that uh that thing's you know scattered bones for uh you know and hopefully next turn i can kill this zombo nice that i'm right next to now so that's it for my turn all right, Joe, unnamed character, because I'm not going to steal your fire. You are a bit surrounded. You've got one directly to your north. You have one to your southwest immediately, both within range. What do you do, buddy? I piss. Don't know. What have you been doing for the last 20 minutes of combat? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that either of them get like a tax of opportunity, right? I don't know. Oh, so check. I don't think either of them do. I, I'm like well, 95% I, I chance they don't. I know either way, right? In no, you wouldn't. Character. So I guess I'm going to... Oh, shit. Okay, so I just use Cobalt Breath. No, I'm, that's flavor. I'm not using those stupid... I'm not using those spells against you. That was all flavor. Okay, I'm going to try <laughs> to step back and breathe fire at both of them. Nice. How far are you stepping? Where are you going? I'm stepping here. Okay. Because then they're both within 15 feet, I believe. There is a cone tool so we could see where it would go. Yeah. They are both in the cone, buddy. Okay. It's a cone, right? It's not a... Yeah, it is a cone. It's not a line. Nice. Go for it. I got reflex saves to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to figure out the button to hit. I hope he survives long enough for us to hear his voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So what's your class DC? Uh, 18 spell DC. Uh, class DC is that. We'll go by. Yeah. 18. Okay. So I have a reflex of 18 on both of these guys. All right. So the first one, we're going to do that Zamboni and reflex. That's a critical failure for an eight. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Nice. 
Wow. So uh, 1d4 times. Roll your 1d4 on him, and he'll take his double damage. So that's how many points? Total of four for double damage. Nice. Here we go. That's the first hit of damage. Wah, 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 wah. All right, let me get reflex on the other guy. And we have a 13. So that's a hit. So he takes four points. And, he takes uh, two points. He takes two points. And there we go. He's been damaged with his two points of damage. And he's not <sighs> looking too good, that one to your north. He's rough. How many actions was that? That was two. So you moved and you did that. That's the end of your turn? Yes. Excellent. All right. This one that you just hit, he's going to take a step forward and he's going to smack at you. You know, just reach reach around with his fist. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not the reach around. Oh, no. It's going <laughs> to reach around. Uh, does the six, old reach around. 16 to hit. <sighs> 16 hit. That is, it meets, yes. Okay. Ooh. All right, let me roll some de Bajon. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> did you have a Benistro? I don't know. It's, it's beautiful. Seven, seven points. Seven points of damage. <laughs> Jeez. Ow. Right? And that's the end of its turn. Yosef, you are up, buddy. Okay. This thing in front of me just tried to hit me. And you know what I do to things that try to hit me. I try to trip them. Okay. So... I am going to roll a d20 plus 8. Physical dice. Uh, oh, I here you go. A, a uh, 13 for a, a bad at math. 21? Yeah, that's a crit. So what oh, happens on a crit wow. trip? Uh, on a critical He takes damage success, too, right? Yeah, lands prone and takes 1d6 bludgeoning damage. All right, roll that damage. It's like a real home alone fall. Okay, uh, right. I have physical dice. I don't want to do that. Uh, I rolled a 4. Nice. All right. So four bludgeoning damage. Uh, for my second action, I'm going to attack. Uh, that's going to only be a plus two. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that is a 12. That's a hit. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, so that is a, a D8 plus a D6 of damage. Uh, I rolled a seven and a four for 11 all right, something else happens as you roll that damage. You notice this thing takes an intense amount of damage. Your your weapon blazes with energy as positive energy flows into this Ooh. undead creature. Your weapon is a plus one disrupting chain whip oh, now. Goodness. Oh, well, then all of those were plus one? Items. No, no, the plus one is to hit. Yeah, yeah. So, that's yeah. Um, so roll another d6. Okay. Literally six. Simon Belmont. <laughs> so that's a total of 18, 18 points of damage, right? Yeah. Let's describe your kill, buddy. Oh, uh, well, of course. Uh, first of all, after that thing lumbers forward and smashes me over the head um, and mumbles rat in whatever undead language it speaks, uh, I trip it. It says rats, Jake. It says rats. Right, right. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> so I, I'm whipping this new chain up over my head, and I bring it down quick, catch it in the ankles, bring it down on its side, and then swing it again over top and bring the weighted end down right in the middle of its face. Crunch. Nice. And then I just reel it back. You hear the clinking of chain links, and I turn and look at uh, Tovin. Like, Did you see that? 
And that is the end of my turn. And as the positive energy goes through it, you see like the body is almost rejuvenated back to its past self before it crumbles to dust again. All right. And that's not the end of your turn. You still have another action, right? I tripped it. Oh, right. I tripped and attacked. Um, okay. And they turned to ash when they died. That's what you just said. Oh, uh, that one did. Oh. <laughs> and the one to my right did not, though. No. Oh, okay. yeah. It, that would. That one got killed by the. Yes, it, it just kind of crumbled to nothing. Okay. Crumbled the bone meal. It got hit by. Um, what was that? Turn Disrupt undead. undead, right? Disrupt undead. Yeah. Which is essentially what you just did with it, with that disrupting weapon. You hit it with Disrupt Undead. Well, I see another one advancing towards Tovin, and I know that Tovin does not wear armor. (laughs) Uh, So I am going to move 25 feet to be directly adjacent to him and hopefully take this this thing's aggro. I'm going to give you a hero point for that, actually. (laughs) For moving up and trying to face tank after taking one out. So I'm going to give you a hero point for the trip and smash and and, and movement. I think that's pretty badass. Going so I'm going to run right up next to Tovin and look and be like, I'm not entirely sure what's happening, but it's really useful. So stay behind me. All right. So I got a two. Them two are dead. Which one is this? Okay. I feel bad for our little kobold friend up here. Um... I have no feelings whatsoever. I one way or the other. And it's going to attack the first first attack. That's a 20 yeah. to hit. Oh, God. <laughs> this character's going to die. I'm so sorry. Sorry. No, it's awesome. okay. It's okay. We got Minimum this. damage, three points. Sorry about that. But he only has four health. <laughs> He's a kobold. What do you expect? Oh, I'm sorry. I rolled, the, I rolled the wrong damage. I'm sorry. Rolled it. Oh, it's minimum damage. So three it wouldn't points. matter. Same. Three points. Same amount of damage. Okay. And one more attack. At a minus. That's a 13 to hit. Misses. Nice. All right. And that's the end of its turn. Tovin, you're up. You've got one closing on you rapidly. Yosef has come to try to draw its <laughs> ire away from you, but you're but a squishy cleric. I'm so mad. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna do like a whole panoramic shot, me running across the graveyard, screaming <laughs> away from it, so that I could turn around and do the thing I'm gonna do anyways, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to turn around and and face this uh, this this skeletal knight and cast disrupt undead again. All right, let me roll that fort save. Yeah, there's fortitude. This thing's fortitude is garbage. Perfect. That's, That's a crit like fail. Roll that damage. Again. Oh! I love this. If it survives, it's enfeebled. And I did 12 points of damage. It crumbles to dust as well. And that just is enfeebled. Why did I run over here? Feeble dust. Right? You ran over here for <laughs> nothing. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> well, this bone meal seems unusually fragile. <laughs> Just give me one second. <coughs> My only regret is that I have bonitis. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all I'm going to do, actually. I, I do have another. One more action, right? You know what? Uh, can I see this bone this bony knight to the, the northeast? <laughs> you can. Can I run a check on it just for funzos? Go ahead. Let's do a religion. Religion? All right, I got you. Okay. So this is what you call right, a bony knight, huh? Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> um, these things are exceptionally weak. They don't have hardly any HP at all. Um, this one in particular looks like it's on its last bony legs. Gross. And they're healed by negative energy. Oh. I mean, there's nothing really more that yeah. you could get from these guys. Solus crushed the first check, so. Worn to the bone? <laughs> Is he bad to the bone? Every, anybody ever watch a music video by Boney M? Oh, yeah. Ra, ra, Rasputin. <laughs> Such a great song. The only song I will dance to. <laughs> oh, we got to oh. see this now. Patreon. Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Not yet. But we will. We're making a list. We're only in it for the money. We need stretch goals for Micah to release his last name. And his face. He's going to do it bit by bit. He's going to do it bit by bit. It's a really bad strip routine. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's it's going to be more disappointment than it's worth. It's divide his face into nine quadrants and like each one is a thousand dollars. Well, you know like what? Major a, League. A significant portion of our our paid podcast budget goes towards millet. So it's true. <laughs> millet, uh, black oil, sunflower seeds, and cracked corn of all things. <laughs> I mean, he likes what he likes. It's hard to. Yeah, I don't care. Mike has got to got to pay it forward eventually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can't wait for him to release his actual face and everybody gets to see the Chad he really is. <laughs> Absolutely, or, just be, or just be disappointed because like you guys have built me up. <laughs> <laughs> to be both jacked and have avian features. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's expected like a, like a roided out cassowary and it turns out, oh, it's just a dude. <laughs> Shit. Everybody underestimates Micah until oh, he produces God. a dew claw. It's true. <laughs> it's that guy. Well, he does have six inch nails for fingernails, so. That's a superpower. Raymond, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm patiently waiting. It's okay. I want to give this to the end. <laughs> um, no, no, let him finish. Yeah, right? <laughs> I already have. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Bill sees this kobold all way off in the distance and um would like to would like to help but is obviously going to stay here and try to take this thing out before he makes his way over there so i have i have a, an, an internal plan that i'm not going to say out loud until i roll my first attack with my great axe on this uh you're using the great axe not the war flail okay correct i would use it last time too why oh. are you privately rolling these dice homie i want to see how well you do i'm using this strikes thing on the top left yeah that was a natural one for a nine. My oh, God. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what's Physical happening. Physical dice can really be I know. disabled for rolling. Yeah. I need to have my dice. So. In your face, Jake. Atmospheric okay. noise. So, so swinging and missing, I get angry. And I'm like, maybe if I, if I, oh, I'm, not, I'm measuring. Maybe if I flank him, that'll help. So I'm going to move over here. And then I'm going to do one more attack on him. Make sure I click the right one. My plan was ruined, but that's okay. That is a four for a seven. Guys, oh my God. what is happening? You have not rolled above a nine I haven't in rolled, three episodes. I haven't rolled double digits. I haven't rolled it's, double digits. No, I think last episode I had a good one good roll, but... That's I, just your night. It's just your night, Raymond. We've all had I mean, one. Jake said yeah. it best when he said atmospheric fucking noise. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great that's plan. That's why I don't I was use gonna, it anymore. I was going to go it's, help. It's, it's not even a bit. It's genuinely bad. Like, yeah. you have been rolling, like, hot dog yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. For, like, yeah. three had, fucking episodes. I had this great plan. I was going to run over and help the cobalt. I was just going to swing, take this guy out, get over there. And you know what? Fuck this game. 
<laughs> when Raymond plans, Foundry laughs. <laughs> exactly. I, should, I, I can't say it out loud. It's listening. <laughs> All right. This this skeletal thing to the north of, of Yosef takes two actions to stride down to him and then attempts to get him with his what? claw. No. no. Again, you've been like bobbing and weaving like a mother, though, so you've been doing good. And catch you my breath. This 16 to hit. Miss. Ooh. Nice. And that's the end of its turn. Yeah, you're just freaking tearing it up. <laughs> and we got this meat bag up here to the north that is flat footed, so I should probably turn that on. Joe. Sorry. And he's going to give a little. Uh, I can't say that. Oh, I was going to say, going to give a little fisting action, but that's. You can. No, that's good. No, <laughs> that's, you said it. It's <laughs> not good. I can't do it's, that. It's in. It's Guys, in. it's one of those things you just can't say. I, and you don't have to. That he said it like four times. Yeah, going to give a little, uh, little docking action to that guy. <laughs> oh God damn it! And he's going to attack, lash out at Billiam. <gasps> Bring it on, bitch! Natural one. That's My God! Is. He saw me attack and was like, "I'm going to try that," and <laughs> I'm going to try it again. <laughs> that was awesome. And that's a miss again. It's, he's just copying me. Yeah, it just, it's miming you. It's missing you. Just doing the exact same thing. Zombie see, zombie do. Right. All right, Solus, you're up. All right, uh, this zombie that just tried to hit Billiam, I'm going to... Kill it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Um, Go ahead, Megan, yeah, take the good rolls. Gonna Kick up your soul. I'm going to try to hit it. Uh, da, da, da. That wow. is a 16 That's a for crit, a 24. Buddy. That's oh a my goodness. So, Ooh, good do. You're getting all the good rolls. Yeah. All right. You're taking them from me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rolling crit damage. That is a 24. Yeah, describe <laughs> your kill, buddy. All right. I smash this fucking thing into the fucking dirt. That is the efficiency of a logical mind right there. I no kill it to death. I bring my sword up above my head, bring it down the flat of the blade on its head, oh my and God. Yeah, smash it into the dirt. Just nail it into the ground like a ten-penny nail, man. Just go, <laughs> go back where you came from. Why don't you hold down a tent, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got two more actions after that. Yeah. Absolute Giga Chad move there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Micah. Right. Yeah, powerhouse Micah. <laughs> okay, for my first action, I'm going to head, continue heading down the road. For my second action, I'm going to head... I'm going to try to uh, close the distance between me and uh, the Cobalt friend. I can close the distance. All right. <laughs> so, He's going the distance. He's going the speed. So He's all alone. all alone. That's it for my turn. All alone in his need. time of need. Micah is racing and pacing and plotting a course. He's driving and riding, riding, and riding. riding on his horse. I think it's driving and striving. Thriving? Yeah, driving and striving and riding on his horse. He's so going, going the distance. The distance. Hmm. My... I don't listen to music. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. All right, Joe. Song. It's cake. Yeah. You know that it's that cake is. as in the verb, not mm-hmm. as in the food. Right. Yes. Oh. Joe, you're up. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. You're one of cake. the 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a lucky 10,000 today. Um, well, I'm about to get my shit pushed in if I hang out here. 
Did you so. roll a d4 to determine how long it would take for your breath weapon to recharge? Uh, no, I did not. <sighs> I bet you will. About to do it now. <laughs> Who keeps going Papa Palpy in here with the do it? Who is that? Is that Jake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've been hearing it too. All right, so you got three <laughs> rounds. He's sheaving it up in here. Three rounds right. to your breath weapon recharges. Uh, Till your uh, acid reflux gets so high that you got to pound it down with up tums. Just got to... <laughs> Just gotta belt it out. Luckily, uh, I see this strapping gentleman, coated in arms, running towards me as though to save me. Fantastic! Oh God, is this the voice? Yes. Oh my! I so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. Proceed. <laughs> the whole twenty-five feet. I'm gonna shout as I go. Thank you, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna uh, bolt again. <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Alright, so I got some reflex saves to do, right, buddy? Yes, sir. Alright, I'm gonna do that skeleton guard up there at the top of the, the north side first. If it misses him, does it miss that's the other guy thir- automatically? No, that's a 13. So I take full damage, so roll your damage. Hey! The arcing lightning makes a small explosion and the bones fly in all directions as that one dies. <laughs> and the other one gets a reflex save, which I'm almost positive it's going to crit fail. Let's see it. It has every time up to this point. If it does, I want to yell, you looking like me out there. That's a seven <laughs> crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's the same damage, so I'm going to go ahead and just... Bloop, bloop. And describe your kill, buddy. It makes this incredibly satisfying noise as the uh, detonation of the lightning ignites the spinal column in such a way that it causes pressure and the bones go all different ways. Um, and makes a sound that sounds sort of like somebody throwing like chicken bones down a hallway. Like <laughs> Such a way with words. <laughs> right? <laughs> is it a carpeted hallway? This is very No, important. absolutely not. There Cinder block go. hallway. Cinder block walls. Just <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of your turn. Yosef, you're up, and you are near the last one standing. Okay, I am going to immediately, after running this way, turn on my heels and attack this creature. Uh, All right. I'm going to roll my attack with my physical dice. Not fucking using Foundry. Uh, that is a natural four for an 11. Um, that's a mess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try again. Uh, that is a 15. That's a miss as well. Ooh. Okay. Uh, damn. I'm going to... I can't demoralize it. I'm going to try to faint and keep it flat-footed. Okay, so I have to look at the rules for faint. It. I already have them pulled up. Nice. With a misleading flourish, you leave an opponent unprepared for your real attack. Attempt a deception check against the opponent's perception DC. I have a plus four to deception, so I will roll now. Natural 20. Okay, well, if you look at the rest of this, this has the mental component. Oh, cool. And this is immune to that. Oh, well, uh, that's really fun. No, it's cool, though. I'm really glad that I I wasted my my 20 on that. Uh, Now we know. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, sure. No, it's probably nothing I would have learned with that knowledge check earlier either. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, cool. Well, no, <laughs> I, no, 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 are, it's fine. It's the end of my turn. <laughs> mindless undead, right? You already tried to demoralize it, and I said no. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Yeah, no. Tovin, you're up. Uh, Tovin's going to stay in a rut, and he's going to look at this thing that uh, that Yosef uh, turned all of his, his ire against, and he's going to cast Disrupt Undead again. That's a cantrip, right? Yep, totally is. That's just putting in work tonight, isn't it? Yep, yep. All right, let me get, get that. My, I get my mileage out of that because I, I don't want to spend my, my moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> it's going the distance. <laughs> is it going for speed? <laughs> All right, that's a fail. It's not a crit fail, so roll that's that okay. damage. Just regular damage. One for one. And he does 10 points of damage. Oh, my God. Maximum. God. And it crumbles into dust, and you have completed this combat successfully. You have survived the dead tide of Otari. You guys crushed it. You guys. (laughs) You guys did great. I I literally pulled my great axe out because I was like, I have sweep. I can get circumstance bonuses for attacking multiple enemies. (laughs) <laughs> mm? I'm sorry, Raymond. Yeah, well, Raymond, it will ha- it'll matter you should have tried no rolling right? above a six. I'll try harder next time, guys. Have you tried being luckier? I'll try harder next time, guys. Why be lucky when you could be good looking? I don't <laughs> have either of those. What, See? Is what? what the fuck was that? If, wait, wait. You're telling me there's not a there's not a single grain of charisma in those eleven teeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me I could have charmed the pants off of these skeletons. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Well, at this point, Tobin's gonna rush across the field, and he's going to see this new uh, this new character that yeah, just popped into too. into the battle, and he's gonna grab him by the scaly cheeks and scream, "Where were you when I had a lamprey <laughs> attached to my femoral artery?" <laughs> oh, Tobin, it's good to see you. <laughs> let, let, let go of him, please. Let go of him. Put down the cobalt. My, my cheeks aren't very meaty. This is actually quite painful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let 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 the poor man down. He helped us greatly at this side of the combat. Yosef <laughs> is going to approach the only creature that uh, appears to be even remotely the same size as him. How tall is this creature, Joe? He's about three foot four inches, and he's like six feet long, though. All right. I am two inches taller than you, so I'm going to look down upon you. Straight up feeling. Stand up straight. He's like, oh. So, who is this small fry? This is me meeting Ben Shapiro. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I am a... Uh, my name is Kashak the Gold. Yosef Lovkaruki. Nice to make your acquaintance. An audible groan comes from the Warrens beneath you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you won that baking competition. Yes, I did. I don't remember seeing you at the foundation or the Founders Festival, though. I, I try to keep a low profile. And you, sir, if I'm not mistaken, you're that enormous hobgoblin that moved in recently. <laughs> yeah. How did you know? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's me. Sterling <laughs> RP work there, Raymond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pleasure to, to make your acquaintance. How did you know? How did you know? Well, you're difficult to miss. It's not as though the, there's a, a large and vibrant hobgoblin community here in Otari. Bill's just astonished. I've never seen you, and you're like, I know all about you. And Bill's like, what? Also, Bill is trying to keep a low profile, so 
He's he's oh. he's mad well, that he's pacing the streets at night probably isn't the best <laughs> way to start. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, and I bring my one of my fingers down to your little hand. Pleasure to meet you. A little gold scaly hand <laughs> shakes his hand enthusiastically. I assume that you also know about Solus and Tovin then? I was going to say, I'm Tovin, I'm also here. Indeed, he's the traveling dentist. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. pulls teeth and sews up other wounds and whatnot. He has a fair amount of sutures on him at all times and makes him useful. Ah, As yes. well as a strong and potent connection to multiple gods in a caravan in the sky, I think. I'm not sure. I see. And, and I, I'm doubtful that you would know of me. I have only just arrived. I genuinely have no idea who you are. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. Uh, Solus Pornatentus of the Knights of Last Wall. I arrived um, only a few days ago. I see. A genuine pleasure, sir. Pleasure to meet you as well. So, um, may we ask uh, what you were doing here? And would you have any insight as to why the undead uh, have responded this way? Could it have anything to do with... Uh, the laser beam coming from the fucking fog fan? As you say that. Ah! As you say that, you feel the air temperature drop about 15 degrees. That's a lot. You can tell some exposition is about to occur. And the (laughs) wind begins to blow. And a light shining from the fog fan illuminates the area you're standing in. About a 60 foot diameter. You get goose flesh your hair stands on end. It feels like there's literally things crawling under your skin, trying to get out. Crawling in my skin. <laughs> That's what I thought Shut of too. Shut the fuck up. Again, music, this. what is this? And about 15 <laughs> feet behind you, you see this bright light. And you can't make out what it is. But you hear a... Hold fast, fellows. There might be something more vile coming yet. And we'll see you next week. Oh, Oh, come on. It's obviously got coronavirus, whatever it is. Damn. (laughs) Kushak, is this a good time to tell you about my kids? (laughs) I have so many questions. (laughs) Thought for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilvey, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs> <laughs>